Welcome, everyone. This is Janice Alpert. Welcome to my podcast, On Purpose, where we talk to people who have found their purpose and are living it with purpose, on purpose, and hopefully uh, to stimulate the listener to think, hmm, what's my purpose? Today, I'm excited to welcome Kosta Stoyanov. Hopefully, I said that right. Who has, I don't really even, you know, I never know that much about any of my guests, so I don't know that much about him. So I'm looking forward to hearing his story and how he is where he is right now. Um, welcome, Costa. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, thank you for doing this. So why don't, my pleasure. you know, I did read a little bit, but why don't you share a little bit about, first of all, where, where you grew up and your family and just yeah. kind of give us a little background. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I'm based out of Montreal, Montreal, oh. Montreal, Canada, uh-huh. which is, which is a beautiful place. I beautiful love Montreal. Place. I've been there. Uh-huh. If you've never been, I invite you to come down, especially in the summer. If you're a winter person, winter is awesome too, but summer, <laughs> summer is extraordinary. When I was in Montreal, I did Montreal and Quebec and it was a hundred degrees. It was like the record, like this is like 20 <laughs> years ago, but it was still beautiful. We had a great time, but go ahead. I love Montreal. Yeah. yeah excellent place. So yeah, born and raised here. Um, Greek Orthodox background, uh, childhood, rocky, uh, smooth, a, a little mix of everything. So, mm-hmm. um, grew up having, um, I'll go right to some of the key, key aspects of my childhood. So grew Thank up you. was a, was a really chubby young, young kid, ate, oh, wow. ate, ate, ate my emotions, um, uh, you know, a little bit of turmoil in the home. Uh, nothing, nothing too, nothing too traumatic, but mm-hmm. enough to get me to be really self-conscious, anxious, nervous. Oh, I bet. Um, I'm sure your peers weren't so nice to either. Not, not at all. So I, on top of being um, obese, I had a stuttering problem. So just, oh. in, so just introducing myself, just saying, Hey, my name is Costa. Um, I would break out in sweats. I would have panic attacks oh, just to put, to put together a sentence was really something for me. So just to say, you know, um, in school, I don't know how it was for you, but we would have these, um, reading days where everybody would read a paragraph yes. and it would be the oh. next person would read. I would get a sentence and just to get through that sentence was the end of me. I would get nauseous to my stomach. I would have sweaty palms, break oh. out, break on in hives. I'm anxious just listening to how horrible that must have been for you as a, as a kid. And my, did your, did your parents like, were they, aware, I mean, I know it's a different generation, but like, were they aware? I mean, did you get help or you were kind of on your own? I got help around the age of 13. My mom brought in a speech therapist, a speech okay. coach. And basically that was my introduction to meditation. It was the introduction to mm becoming aware of what was going on inside of me. So his, his major tool was to put me in front of a mirror uh, and just say, look, just calm down, breathe in from the nose, breathe out from the mouth, organize what it is that you want to say. There's a thousand and one voices inside your head. Just focus on what it is that you want to say, stay, stay in the moment. Mm -hmm. And he would get me to listen to, uh, to really pay attention to my lips and to say, look, look, just look at your lips, breathe in, breathe Mm -hmm. out and focus and just say what you need to say. And that was, I have to say, transformational for me because it was the first time in my life that I could actually find inner peace. Oh, to say okay, that must have been we, amazing. Yeah, it was life changing. So it was my introduction to meditation without mm-hmm. knowing that right. I was being presented with a tool that was potentially going to change my life. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 13, 14, that took place. I started going to the gym, lost all the weight. Oh, wow. My, my nickname in school was Porky Pig. So I don't know if you're familiar oh, with that. With of that, course uh, I'm Porky Pig. Oh, my God. That's horrible. So even kids can be so cruel. I- 
Yeah. So I grew up with that kind of stigma, but did you have low, si- if I may ask, did you have siblings? So I have a 11 year old uh, younger sister. So she's 11 years younger than okay. I am. So I grew up to be uh, the husband to my mom, the dad to my, to, 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 to my sister, sister. Uh, took on a lot of responsibilities at a very wow. young, young age. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously was a lot of pressure eating my emotions, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But Really, um, that speech therapist, I really have to credit him for really changing my life. He doesn't know it, but really was a monumental moment for me. And then going to the gym. So basically, okay. my burdens became my blessings. If mm-hmm. you really take a look at it, I lost all the weight. Um, I started to express myself. I found my confidence mm-hmm. to the point that now I don't shut up. All I do is talk. <laughs> and my first career path was as a personal trainer. So I came out oh, of university. Wow. Uh, and so if I, if I take a look at my life, everything that had broken me down mm-hmm. is somehow in one way or the other became my, uh, a blessing for me. I turned it around, not knowingly, but I right. served from that space, mm-hmm. meaning what hurt me, what broke me down, what broke me apart in some way, shape or form unintentionally at the beginning, I found my way of being of service. You know, I've, I've heard this so often and that includes my own story. So I don't, I'm, you probably don't know this about me, but I actually um, had an eating problem myself more in my twenties, not, okay. I was binging and whatnot and ultimately went for help. And that's when I went back for my master's to become a therapist. But um, my specialty, the first, I don't know, 20, 25 years of my practice was eating disorder. So okay. as painful as that time was, it really pushed me well also to examine myself on the inside because I too was eating for feelings that I didn't want to feel, mm-hmm. um, which is not uncommon. I, you just shared that that kind of what you were doing, eating your feelings. Um, so, yeah, so you, it, I, I just cannot tell you how many times I've heard this in the last 40 years career wise and personally that something that was horribly painful. If we kind of go in there to examine it and do what we can to kind of change it, ends up being, which we can never believe, like if you would have told me during the time when I was running to grocery stores to buy six donuts and and then stopping at 31 flavors or whatever, getting ice cream, this is going to be a great thing for me. Mm. I would never have believed it, but it can be. So, you know, you never know. So whatever anyone might be suffering right now, it may end up being a gift. I just want to go back. How did you decide to go to the gym though? Because that's unusual for that age. So again, at the age of, yeah, I think it was 13, 14, maybe, maybe 50, again, a friend of mine, I was always, it's been, it's been the story of my life. I've never, I, even up to until now, I can't, I can't take credit for anything that has happened other than getting out of my own way. I was going to say, come on, Costa. Yes, you can, but go ahead. Yeah. And facing my fears. I've always been invited by life, by guardian angels. I don't know what, I don't know what to call it, but it was a friend of mine. He said, look, I'm going to the gym. You want to come? I said, Oh boy. You know, I, that was the last place that I wanted to find myself. That's why that's why I'm thinking of you as this overweight kid. And you went to the gym. That was kind of gutsy. Yeah. Went to the gym, wore two sweat thick you know two sweatshirts thick so i can really hide my uh my love rolls or, or yes. you know, i don't know what you would want to call them but but that was again transformational for one for some reason i fell in love with going to the gym it really mm-hmm. gave me um uh, a boost it, a focus it, it, focus. Mm-hmm. it activated me it came naturally for some reason mm-hmm. so so next thing you know the the weight is falling off mm-hmm. my self-confidence is coming you know is so being, you weren't uh, really athletic like you weren't no like no 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 nothing yeah. nothing not at all actually i was so um 
looking back at my, my childhood, I was really pampered, not pampered, but o- overly protected. Mm-hmm. So my, so I couldn't participate in sports. Don't do this in case you fall down and, and right. hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So parents who are very anxious, overly protective, mm-hmm. the, they ignite that fear response inside of you. So no, I was, I was never athletic. So my best, okay. my best position was to be unseen. Mm-hmm. So if I could be unseen, unheard, disappear in the background. No conflict. You're, no then problem. you're kind of good to go, even though you're really not. But I hear what you're saying. Exactly. So mm-hmm. those were two um, transformational uh, forks in the road. So mm-hmm. being able to really concentrate and be mindful and be present, that became a practice. I always uh, relied on that at any single, at any moment in time where I would feel like, contracted, heavy, fragmented, distracted. Mm-hmm. I would resort back to breathing. Uh, I, I would be, re- resort back to meditation and, and the gym. And so next thing you and know, you're my stuttering body, and you're stuttering then abated. Corrected. I mean, it was all, you were fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a little stutter. Sometimes like you'll hear me just think first, if I'm thinking too much, you will find that I'm stuttering. If I'm okay. in my flow, it just pours out. So I don't mm-hmm. stop talking. I don't shut up. So next, so next thing you know, I'm in university. I am getting two degrees, one in psychology, one in kinesiology, mm-hmm. um, come out of university, can't find a job. Again, life in some way, shape or form invites me to take a look at training people. Okay. Uh, again, by pure fluke, um, next thing you know, I'm, uh, I'm owning and operating a fitness, uh, personal fitness company. Oh, wow. Uh, here based out of Montreal. I Uh grew that and I did that for about 10 years. Okay. Um, And did you, uh, did you find that you were enjoying that? Did you like it? it. You loved Loved it. it. Loved it. So that way you, you, even doing that, you felt like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it it fed your soul besides your body. It it fed my soul. I loved prior to that. I always had jobs in sales. So communicating with people, engaging with people, helping them shape their ideas, convincing, mm-hmm. convincing them to move in one direction, uh, explaining things always came uh, naturally to me it was something that uh, I think I was born to do. Okay. Um, Your parents, and, um, were, were they in like, were they teachers or were they like, no, not at all. Weren't... I mean, immigrants okay. um, hardly spoke the language, okay. um, but they really um, tried their best in terms of entrepreneurship. So my mom uh, opened up her own little business. My dad was in restaurants, okay. both, both declared bankruptcy. So my past history, again, with trauma, having to do with money, mm-hmm. uh, having to do, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, yes. was something that was inviting me, but the fear of being oh, an entrepreneur. That, that's was why all... I asked, because to open up a business like that, you know, that takes also guts and you have to take that leap. And that's why yeah. I was asking what your background was, were they but you know, yeah, no, yes. they didn't necessarily do that. Great. I mean, they try as all parents, we all try our best, yep. but um, yeah. So there was it, some fear there, but you did it anyways. I did it anyway. So it, it seems to be the, the, the magic equation, whatever breaks me down, whatever calls, uh, you know, brings about the most amount of trauma and anxiety in me for one reason or another, I'm inclined to step into it. I just, I, there's, I'm not going to let fear, um, uh, deviate me from what I know I should be doing or what I want to do. And so that's been part of my love, process. I love that. You know, when you read enough, you know, I've read like, I don't know how many spiritual books and from every 
corner of has nothing to do with religion, but just from a variety of sources, um, they break not to make life this sim- simple, but they do break it down to you can live in a place of love and trust, or you can live in a place of fear and you know mistrust. Mm-hmm. And if you live in a place of fear, you're probably going to be immobilized and never really reach uh, whatever your potential might be or what your inner self is telling you, like, no, you can do this. No one's saying it's easy because part of what I'm loving about your story is you're not saying, oh, this was easy peasy, no problem, because sometimes I think people think like, well, people are talking about being on their purpose and whatever. So once you realize it, then it's just smooth sailing. And I've tried to continue to share as not just my story, but everyone's story that I've done over the last year and a half that no, it doesn't mean you don't get bumps. It's what do you do with the bumps? Um, And you, it sounds like you said, I'm doing it anyways. I'm doing it anyways. I've also come to this personal conclusion that there's two aspects to our purpose. I think there's a, your what I consider to be your primary purpose and then your secondary purpose. Go ahead. The, pr- the primary purpose is exactly what we were just talking about. How can I move beyond my limitations? Who am I? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What's preventing me from becoming the version of me that I'd like to be in terms of my fullest potential? Mm-hmm. And I define my fullest or our fullest potential, my fullest potential as a kind, caring, open, light, sovereign, compassionate, empathetic human being. Can I show up in in the world, no matter what's going on inside of me as an expression of love and kindness? And that becomes my primary purpose. So can I become... Everyone has to just take that in. It's it's so much exactly what I, I talk about all the time, personally and professionally. You said it beautifully. I love it. Oh, that's that's a perfect philosophy, because if you can do that, not and you do that to yourself, then you're just that much more able to give it to the world. And I think our world needs it a lot right now. A lot more. In particular. I think, I think people again, the world that we're in right now doesn't need more highly successful, neurotic, um, anxious, fragmented power hungry, manipulative human beings and needs human beings that are internally organized, self-aware, harmonious, have taken the time to say, above all, what do I want? I want to be happy. I want to some way, in some way, shape or form, feel a sense of peace. I want to be sovereign. I, I want to feel light. Nobody goes into their life thinking, I want to suffer. I want to be fragmented. I want to be chaotic, in constant chaos, overwhelmed, unhappy, stressed out. Angry I, and yeah, angry. I, 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 angry, but I want $10 million in my bank. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, They're and so- gonna- so, so the idea for me, I, I started to kind of piece things together. I was like, okay, there's an external purpose. Yes, go which ahead. Is, which, which is fine. It's like, mm. go do whatever you're called to do. And hopefully you find something to do with your life that, that inspires you, that brings mm-hmm. forth your passions and your skill sets and your knowledge and, and your wisdom. But who am I being as I'm doing what I'm doing became my primary concern. That, that really was the, the, the question. Am I a bundle of contraction, heaviness, anxiety as I do what I do? And then I accomplish all these wonderful things, plaques on the wall. Mm-hmm. The world applauds me because I'm a, I'm a go-getter and an achiever and I drive a nice car and have a nice house. But internally, I'm so misaligned. And so contracted and stressed out and pulled apart and distracted that I can't even enjoy the fruits of my labor. Is that ultimately success? Is that that my purpose? Right. And 
When you not me. I, you're hundred percent. When did you start like realizing that, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, I've met many, many people where I live in the North shore. It's a, it's a wealthy suburb of Chicago. So over the years, I've met many, many wealthy, miserable people. So it's not just about having, I mean, money's nice. We like it. It's all good, but not, not at the cost of your soul. So when did you kind of, cause you're, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, I'm 52. So I'm going to be 50. I'm going to be 53 soon. So, okay. Well, to me. Okay. So you're kind of middle, middle. I'm going to say youngish, youngish to me, but middle. When did you sort of, I mean, that's a great, as far as where you're at at this stage of your life and you still have so much more to go, I think it's fantastic. When did you start like realizing just what you just said? Like it's it's (sighs) gotta be not just what I do, but how I feel inside. Well, there was, um, there was a definite, plot twist, um, in 2008. So, so again, long, long story short, coming from a background of a lot of contraction, a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. around money and finances and business fear, fear, um, having to deal with people knocking on the door, bailiffs coming to collect and hiding, hiding behind, you know, um, closing the blinds and, you know, shutting the nights, you know, the lights off and not opening the phone. My, my mind came up with the brilliant idea to say, look, if you don't want to experience what you and your sister experienced growing up, well, the solution is easy. Go make a lot of money, get Mm -hmm. a good education, come out of, you know, make a lot of, become smart, intelligent, um, and, and and make them make a lot of money and all of your problems will disappear. Okay. So that's what I did. I went to university, came out again, you know, um, started started my business, very, very successful. I loved what I was doing. So again, on purpose, on service, I was bringing value into the world and I loved every minute of it. Okay. The only problem was here, but yes, but in the background, what the motivating force was fear. I don't want to live like my parents did. I yeah. don't want my family to experience what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Anything that gets created through the energy of fear is going to break down. It's law. It's just totally. the way that it is. It doesn't totally. matter how you spin it sooner or later, that energy is going to become, it's going to become dysfunctional. So what ended up happening in 2008 when the stock markets fell yes. and there was that crash and everybody Horrible. remembers that I, well, do. that, I, I hit the ground and you know face first we lost basically all of our savings wow. in the stock market because what i would do is i would not buy bells and whistles and, f- and fancy cars the, the income that we were you know that i was making for my first company i would put it all towards my future this wow. this safety that i wanted to create from for my wife for my daughter mm-hmm. and at the beginning everything was great the stock market was growing i thought yes. i was incredibly bright and brilliant until 2008, the ground fell off, you know, the, mm-hmm. and um, we lost everything. We're down to oh, really $27,000. Oh and goodness. it really took me, we, I lost our, my money, my money, or, you know, our family's money, my mm-hmm. wife's investments, my investments. And that was a shocker for me. And so wow. in, in between 2008 and 2010, everything that I worked so hard and diligently to create um, began to, fell up began to fall apart mm-hmm. it really began to unravel so our finances went south my health so i'm a personal trainer yeah i'm at the top of my game now mm-hmm. don't now don't physically i'm at the top of my game now don't forget the background my background is yeah, I, 
it's I hate. Yes. I hate my body. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to now change my body so I can love myself. I'm going mm-hmm. to work hard. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. gym. I'm going to diet. I'm going to have body fat percentage that's so low. I'm going to be so healthy. But then what ended up happening, I started, to, without being it overly disgusting, I started to urinate V8 juice, like tomato juice. Oh my God. So in the span of two, in the span of two years, our finances collapsed. My health went sideways. And my daughter, who was eight at the time, again, you take care of your family. Yes. She was um happy go lucky, um, social butterfly. She comes back from school to one day with the post-traumatic stress of a physical rape, of a rape without the physical contact. So she's basically, we oh. bring her to school. She's the most talkative, light. Horrible. And now we bring her back from lunchtime and she's scratching her face, pulling her hair. Um, You know, it it was horrible. So I kind of two years of that breaks you down and gets you to start to ask some serious questions. Mm -hmm. What's what's going on? What am I missing here? Why is this? And so why is this happening? And my again, luckily, my 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 background in meditation as my world was collapsing, I said to myself, well, this one thing that held me together when I was mm-hmm. growing up, let me go back to that practice. Mm-hmm. And I started to go back to that practice every day, mindful, mm-hmm. present, breathing in, breathing out. I started to ask myself some fundamental questions. Why am I here? <laughs> you, yes. know, uh, uh, you know, who am I yes. really fundamentally beyond all the content that's in my mind? Mm-hmm. Who, who am I? And what do I really, really, really want? Because Again, I, I'll take no credit, but my my wife is just the most. And again, I always get mushy when I talk about my wife because she's just an extraordinary human being. Because when when the ship was was kind of you know going sideways, she could have said bye bye, honey. She could have said so many things, but not mm-hmm. once that she made me feel out of place. She held you know she she held everything together, and she mm-hmm. kept on repeating like we're about to learn something. Life is t- calling us forward to grow through this. Oh, I have and goosebumps. Just, and just, you know, when, when I spoke to her about losing all of our finances, it was as if I told her that I misplaced my favorite baseball cap. You know, for her, it was like, okay, okay. so like, okay, so do we need we'll to sell the house? One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. She was like, okay, well, if, if so, just tell me, I'll start packing up. And we're about to, something new is going to come from this. She, she had that mindset. Wow. And I always say like, she's, she's my guru. She's, she's mm-hmm. my, when I grow up, I want to be just my, you know, just oh, like her. So sweet. And so I just went into questioning myself, really mm-hmm. reflecting on what's, what's going on. I started mm-hmm. to, you know, um, read some books, but even beyond that, I like, again, you, in, during my meditation sessions, I've had these spontaneous insights that would come up, yeah. these out-of-body experiences. Mm-hmm. And I was being invited to kind of open up to, to a world that until that time, I was very much like, I'll believe it when I see it type of thing. Yes. Well, it's you very know? hard when people's people who have a your background and, and you're, yeah, I can see you're super bright and you're like, keep a lot and a lot goes on in your head to kind of begin entertaining, like, well, maybe there's something bigger than me out there that might be helpful in my yep. journey. It's like voodoo, voodoo, you know, like, is this, woo, you know, and, yep. and, and until you actually experience what happens which is unbelievably miraculous and it's not crazy. That's what, that's one of the things I, which I'll just say, you know, you, you're like, you, I can see you've got your feet on the ground. You know, so many times when I've 
talked about spirituality or whatever, people think of somebody who's living, not that there's anything wrong with this, going to India and living on a, you know, ashram or something, not that there's anything wrong with that, but most mm-hmm. people I know in this world, we have that whole side to us, but we're also here on earth, which is where we're supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. And so you want to have your feet on the ground. So it doesn't have to be hokey pokey. Um, yeah, exactly. There's, there's a real thing out there that's, and this is what's always frustrating to me. It's available to every single human being on earth. It's accessible if you go inward. I, I, and that sounds like what you did. A hundred percent. And then um, you you tune into, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. with, with, with an intelligence, with a consciousness, yeah. with an inner guidance that kind of begins to, when you ask questions, it starts to answer. Yes. And it, and then it, the more that you entertain it, the more it begins to, you know, engage with you, the more that yep. you open up, the more yep. it opens up to you, you know, it, it, it begins to play with you. And that was the beginning of, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, I, there's something more calling me, calling me forward. Right. So um, people right now are going to wonder. So let's just get that out there. Yep. What, did you hear voices? Was it just in your head? Like, what do you mean that there was a calling and you got some messages? For you, yeah, they, they for me it was I, I. Well, I mean, yes, I would hear the really like a voice inside my head that would cons- consistently guide me and mm-hmm. talk to me, yeah. and it wouldn't be as I, I, I in moments in time it would be clear as clear as you would be talking to me, mm-hmm. or uh, other moments in time it would be um, just a, a knowing. Uh, yeah. but as if I would have a conversation, a 15 minute conversation mm-hmm. and the gist of the conversation, I would, I would receive it in a matter of seconds I and, get it. Uh, and I would know, I, I, I would just know what I need to know. Exactly. So part of what I, why that's important is because I too have had many of those kinds of experiences and people have always said to me, well, like, are you like, you know, do you think you're crazy? Are you hearing voices? And I, I go, you know, I get a message in my head. And so when I, when people say, well, how do you know it's from your higher self or from the universe? I go, I don't know, but it feels right. And if it's a good and it matches, if it's, you know, to me, if it matches what I, what I feel on the inside, do I know if it's from some, I mean, I feel like I do know, but let's just say I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I just say to people, you know what, once you open yourself up, you don't have to think, oh, you're going to get some magic vision though. You might, but it's just being, and then just listening. It's like, you know, I have some like gastro things, whatever. And so my, so I've gone to a bunch of different, like a functional medicine doctor and a gastro doctor and every single message that I get back from everybody, including my own, just stop eating so much sugar and you'll, you'll find yourself, which by the way, I am a sweet eater. Like you have no idea. So, mm-hmm. but it does not seem to agree with me gastro wise. So mm-hmm. the other, whenever last time I was on, I don't always listen is the bottom line. So finally, whenever this was a while back, I went, you know, if the message keeps coming, you know, like that's literally what the message I got back was. Why do you keep praying for, for an answer? We've given you the answer. Now it's up to you whether you're going to listen. And that's another component. So you'll you'll be guided. And it's up to us, though. This is where we have free will. Are mm-hmm. we going to choose to listen, whether it be about that or about something bigger, like career or life's purpose or whatever? So yep, you started absolutely. doing your meditation, yep. felt you were getting some guidance. Mm-hmm. And what did, and what was what what was your message? Or well, I mean, I, I went messages? from again. I can talk hours about this, but it ended up really again breaking me open to another dimension of 
connection with something deeper. So to the point that I would channel uh, mm-hmm. messages for people. Okay. Uh, and, oh, I am not a fruit loop, you know, I don't, okay. and, no, and I'm I telling say people, that, you know, in a way you're where not. I, I didn't entertain any of this. I really wasn't interested. I was just being invited to open up to the possibility mm-hmm. that there's another dimension to my consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the more that I opened up and the more that I went in yes. there with no expectations, mm-hmm. uh, facing my insecurities, my fears, just saying, look, I'm, let, let's explore. Let's see what mm-hmm. this is all about. The more it would knock my socks off to the point where I just couldn't deny there was a, there was a greater guidance. There was a greater intelligence that was desiring to animate itself through me. And if I would just open up and if I would just trust that Mm -hmm. everything would be okay. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment in time where I got guided to give away my, give away my old company. So the more that I delve into, let's just call it for lack of a better word, spiritual, Mm -hmm. you know, the spiritual journey, a spiritual connection, the more that I realized that my day as a personal trainer was, was done. And now Mm -hmm. that I was being invited to do something else, I didn't know what to even call it. I, you know, Mm -hmm. coaching, spiritual coaching. All I knew is that again, for a, a bunch of different reasons, I was invited to speak in front of people or to, again, to, to have a coaching session with some people mm-hmm. that I wouldn't know what was going, you know, what, what we were going to talk about, right. but what was coming through me was exactly on point, exactly what they needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And all I would did need you to like do is mark, just, like, did you mark no, yourself? I never, with, never, nothing, never, nothing like that. No, okay. I was actually instructed not to, and, and instructed as a very guided, you know, maybe, yes. okay. but not to market myself that way. Meaning that that wasn't why I, I why I'm here. It might be okay for someone else, but it was more message was important and not where it it was coming from. So to develop that skill of opening up and channeling, you know, which is basically opening up to a deeper level of consciousness Mm -hmm. beyond your intellect, let that, that intuitive flow come through and then trust, trust that Mm -hmm. whatever you need to know, you will know when you need to know it and you will deliver it intentionally to the person that is ready to receive it and to let go of the outcome and to not market it or depend on it, but just get out of the, get, get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Now, from a business point of view, from a person that just lost everything, thank, thank goodness that my that my existing business was really thriving. So at least cash flow was, was still good. Okay. Um, I had to let go of that company. I literally was instructed or or guided to give it away, not even sell it. Sell it, give it away. Because you have to trust in terms of what mm-hmm. is going to come is going to be sufficient to provide for you and your family. Right. Because that's and the to- other thing in terms of the universe or whatever, when you take that leap, you have to know that the universe and whatever, you know, guides, whatever, they want you to do well. They know that you're here on earth. They want you to eat. They yeah. want you to have a roof over your head. So you will, it will come. I always say, trust your heart and the universe supports abundance and there's abundance for everybody. So if you can just, if you're willing mm-hmm. to let go and take the leap, you will be unbelievably surprised and do your work. I mean, you can't just, I always say like, I've written a couple of books and I always tell people I could have meditated all I wanted, but if I didn't sit down and write the book, it wasn't going to get published. So, exactly. but when I wrote it and then I said, okay, I wanted to get out there then things began happening. So in in support of that. And that was exactly my experience. Mm -hmm. The the moment that I stopped thinking or worrying about how are we going to make ends meet? How is this going to become Mm -hmm. a business? How am I going to pay for the mortgage? How Mm -hmm. am I going to put food on the table? And that I 
genuinely from every fiber of my being said, all I want to do is to be of service. All I want to do, may I be used as, as a vessel or I don't even know, but just guide me where I want to go, where you want me to go. What do you want me to do? I'll show up. I'll work up. I'll I'll work on my fears and my insecurities. And that Mm -hmm. was, you know, the work and it hasn't let me down since. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just been an ongoing journey of just listening and really caring about being of value. Like I loved speaking. I love listening. I mm-hmm. love helping. I love coaching for a better word. I love mm-hmm. being of assistance. So this is my passion. It's always been, even as a kid, when I couldn't put a sentence together, if I can somehow help someone, I would. Mm-hmm. So it's in my DNA. So all I did was just, okay, this, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Obviously I don't shut up. Obviously things go through me. Well, let me just put myself out there and just see mm-hmm. what happens. And, and so what, and yeah. And so next, what? next thing, you know, um, I'm speaking, you know, one-on-one with clients again, long story, how that even happened. But mm-hmm. you know, next thing, you know, I'm being sent people go see this guy. He's exceptional at what he does. What does he do? I don't know, but go and he's going <laughs> to, and he's going to help you. And really people would show up and I would say, I don't know, have a seat, tell me what's going on. And I trusted the process that something mm-hmm. of value would be transmitted to that person. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I'm being invited to speak in front of small groups. Wow. Next thing you know, I'm you know working with all kinds of clients. Many of those clients happen to be entrepreneurs, presidents of companies, people in leadership positions. So at this point, are you starting to charge or what's... Well, what's yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Okay. At that point, I'm, I did so many sessions for cookies and cakes at, at the beginning. Yes. It, it was, we have I'm, to do that. Yep. Oh, yeah. And so, but I really got out of my way and just said, you know what? I just doesn't matter. I'm not here to even call myself anything. No business card, no name, no website, no title, nothing, nothing. nothing. Just, just face your fear. Show up, face your fear. How how are you going to pay for the mortgage? Don't know. But every single time something happened to make ends meet, you know, and it was the most extraordinary thing to see. But as I started to become more confident, I started to see things take take shape. I had, again, good fortune of meeting some people that took me under their wing and guided and said, look, you should be doing like this, do this, charge this, do that. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, I'm I'm traveling different places, giving talks. Amazing. uh, And next thing you know, a few of my clients who had businesses Mm -hmm. would say to me, you know, the things that you're teaching us, the things that you're bringing into our Mm -hmm. life would you mind bringing it into our extended family, which is mm-hmm. my, our company, our okay. leadership, our mm-hmm. leadership group would, would love to have your guidance and your coaching. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I'm an executive coach, leadership coach. Wow. And, and for the last five years now, six, six years, I've been doing almost exclusively coaching for organizations, wow. um, uh, companies, presidents of companies, executives within companies that are highly, um, conscious mm-hmm. desire for their for their organization to be a force for good um we call those people uplifters in our business yes. to say people that know that their platform called a business or their organization is here to become a source for all that's good Wonderful. and i don't know how Amazing. clients find me i don't know how you know things happened um i met you some extraordinary- you have a name i mean i know you do why don't you share the name of your Oh, the like, company is called yeah. Uplifted Life. Uplifted Life. So check uh, that uplifted. out. 
Yeah. And yeah. Um, we, we put together a Facebook page a few years ago. Oh, next, next thing you know, there's 200,000 followers on that oh, Facebook. I'm going to go follow you. Fake, up, up, is that Uplifted Life? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, uplifted okay. Life. We put together a few videos, just, just a value, just put it out there and see what happens. Some of those videos got millions of hits. Wow. And so Costa, this guy, you know, who just does what he does, shows up and, you know, just shares from his experiences or whatever is meant to come through. Um, next thing you know, you know, it's just it's taking off. and Amazing. OK, phenomenal, fabulous story. And you still feel right now <laughs> yep. if, that you're on your purpose. And oh, yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is talk about a great story of struggle and trusting and feeling something bigger than yourself and how that guides you, which is always my message about purpose and how you find it. Um, and trusting that yeah. it's that we each have one and, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I've said like many, many times, you don't have to be a president of a company or, you know, whatever you, as long as it's something that you love, then you're going to be okay. And you'll make enough money, maybe a lot. I don't know how much, but you, you will be taken care of. So just trust it. If, you're spreading something that's good and filled with love and hope and honesty and compassion and empathy. Only good comes from that. I, I couldn't agree more. I think the most, the most important lesson that I've took have taken from all of this is yes. if you really dedicate your life and you become intentional of being of value to another human being, mm -hmm. even just one human being, if you walk in the world with kindness and thoughtfulness and generosity and that deep sense of caring and definitely want to connect with people that no matter what you do, you will always be successful. There is no way that you won't. That's what, the universe wants a God or source, or it doesn't yes. really make a difference what you call it. Mm -hmm. you know, whatever we are uh, a, a part of wants to expand and grow yes. and evolve. And so all of its different variations of it also need to thrive. And so if you present yourself in the world with the intention of how can I uplift, how can I bring value to that person's life? How can I care? How can I help that person be seen? How can I solve a problem? The more skillfully to do it, you do it, obviously, the more the market will 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 provide back value to yeah. you. But the more caring you are, the more considerate you are, the more genuine you are, the more authentic you are about in some way, shape or form, your time, your product, your mm -hmm. service, your, your state, of, your beingness has an, a positive impact on someone else. There is no way that you will not be on your purpose. You will not be on purpose. I love it. Usually I always ask at the end, what, uh, what's your closing advice, but I don't even have to ask you because you just, <laughs> you just gave it. So amazing. Love everything that you're saying. I think it, it's just, it's exactly what I, I mean, I could say the exact, have the, if you were interviewing me, I'd be saying the exact same thing. So what a, what a, what a pleasure, really just amazing. So um, I'm going to check out that uplifted life, both on Facebook and, and your website, because I don't know, I think you and I are in alignment on the belief system. That's, that's for sure. And I hope other people can hear it and go there. You know, I was at it's fall, obviously people know, um, and I live in Chicago. And so the, the colors are, are unbelievable. So today I was driving home to get here. Um, and the, there was one tree that was like such a bright red and orange. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, if you think about nature and how magical it is, and we just kind of what you, I wanted to just kind of whatever snowball to what you're saying, um, we're part of that. And so mm -hmm. that beauty that that tree gave me today 
why can't we give that beauty to all the people that we love? Any first of all, you don't even have to love them. Just put out that beauty and love in, in the world. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what popped in my head when you were talking. All right, I finish every episode with a little quote. So here's the one that I found for today, which I think is, you know, I always love, I always say this every time. I love when I find a quote, not knowing exactly what I'll be talking about. That is like, huh? well, I was probably guided to this quote, but here it is. <laughs> the purpose of life is to discover your gift. The work of life is to develop it. And the meaning of life is to give your gift away. Mm. which is exactly kind of what you're saying by David Viscott. I don't know who that is, but it was a good quote. So I I cannot thank you enough. Have a good rest of your day. I don't know if our paths are going to ever cross again, but you're like amazing. Um, Thank you. And it was a pleasure having you on really just really a pleasure. Um, Pleasure. Okay. This is Janice Alpert. I'm hoping that you're living your life with purpose and on purpose until next time. um, Bye-bye. 